Welcome into another episode of the Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing Podcast. I'm your host, and I am Five Foot Nothing, a Hundred Nothing. All right, guys, we got another winner's edition of the Five Foot Nothing, a Hundred Nothing Podcast. We are four and zero, and that is great to say because I know I've said it, and I'm going to keep saying it. I don't care what other teams are doing; that doesn't bother me. It's not going to affect me because. What they do is what they do. We got to do what we need to do to win games. But if you look around the country, there's not a lot of teams that can say they're 4-0. And teams that were supposed to be good that are turning out to not be so hot, right? So, hey, we're 4-0, guys. Let's let's enjoy it. Let's bask in the glory of being 4-0 because we got some games ahead of us. It's it's That's going to happen. We got Cincinnati up next, who's coming off a bye. Shocker. Then it's at Virginia Tech, you know, USC, North Carolina. Ooh, North Carolina, man. I, I mean, I'm tired of being right. I called that from, I don't even know when. I say June, but I think I started saying that back in April. UNC was overhyped. Uh, yeah, real quick, if you want to know what I feel about USC, or UN, USC, USC sucks too, but UNC, North Carolina, go to episode 18. Just fast forward to the 22-minute mark. And then just get comfortable because I go on like 11-minute, 12-minute just rant. And all of it is 100% accurate, and it was fantastic. So, yeah, we're 4-0, guys. We beat Wisconsin. So, let's just take it in, man. <clears throat> because there are a lot, not a lot of teams who can say what we can say. But I do want to get into this game. So, let's jump into it, right? Watch me for the changes and try to keep up. So, we won 41-13. to And that's nice. But, as I joked with some of my friends who are not Notre Dame fans who probably didn't watch the game, I asked them if they saw the score. Like, dude, yeah, you guys dominated Wisconsin. I was like, "Uh, yeah. Please don't look at the stats. Because the score looked nice. But let's be honest. And I, I, I'm not trying to be shamrock glasses and little leprechauns. And yeah, we it looked great. Yes, there were a lot of elements of this game that were great, but there were things that we need to fix, and we're going to get into those things. There, there's just the score did not indicate how the game really went. It was a game. Let's, I mean, come on. If, if you're sitting here going, man, we. We blew the doors off of Wisconsin. We dominated. We kicked their ass. They didn't stand a chance. You're you're being ridiculous. And I'm only saying that because if you watched the game, you know. You know the score of 41-13 does not indicate how that game really went. I mean, it was a tie game with seven minutes ago in the third quarter. It was a three-point game entering the fourth quarter. We were losing. So, let's just pump the brakes on the, we dominated, nobody can beat us, like, let's let's just chill out, okay? I, I don't want to be glass half empty guy, but I want to be realistic, and, and I've told you, if you've been listening to me from the beginning, I am not Notre Dame's cheerleader, I will root for them, I live and die by them, it, it affects my emotions, I am a real fan, but... For me, being a real fan is also criticizing the things that need to be criticized. And just because they win doesn't mean that everything's all rosy and on to the next one. We won. Woohoo! Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Because, like I said in the, 
right when I two minutes ago we are four and zero. Be happy about that. Let's be happy about that because the alternative is not four and zero, and we were very close to not being four and zero. So while it's fun to look at Clemson, look at A and M, Ohio State struggling, uh, Iowa State. I called that one too. They're they sorry. Your quarterback doesn't make you good automatically. Sam Howell, UNC. Like sorry, that's there's just put that down for a W, please. Already on our record. I don't care what what we look like. They are garbage. Our defense is good. North Carolina sucks. And I'm gonna I'm gonna squeeze it into every podcast I can. Because that North Carolina hype was absurd. But let's talk about Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Now, I'm going to start with the good because I do want to talk about all the good things. Here's the problem, though. It's not going to take that long because there was there were a lot of good. There was a lot of good, but it was so obvious. It was so obvious how good we were in the places we were good at. So I'm going to run through it, though. And then we're going to focus on the thing that Cause me problems. Cause me to yell at my TV. And my TV doesn't like to be yelled at. But it had to be done. Because I'm hoping if I yell loud enough, it'll somehow make it to the Notre Dame sidelines or press box. And we can learn what the hell is going on through some of these people's heads. But, start with the good. Defense. Defense. Marcus Freeman. He's 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 here, guys. He's he has arrived. The first two games were not great. I mean, call it what it is. They were not great. Last two games, thirteen points apiece. Now you could argue Purdue and Wisconsin don't have the most dynamic offenses, but the fact of the matter is, they we we're holding teams to thirteen points, and in today's football, that's a feat in itself. Okay. They're Big Ten teams. They're Power Five teams. They're not Toledo or you know some uh, division. Well, we don't even play. I can't even say. Can't even say an FCS school. We don't. We don't play FCS schools. Uh, but they're not a, a lesser group of five. You know, it's Purdue and Wisconsin. We held them to thirteen points. But I think it goes back to something I said earlier. I I now I believe it. I was saying it in the hopes that it was true. I do believe. The first two games, Marcus Freeman was tinkering with his personnel, the not the guys on the field, but also the alignments and formations. And we're trying to figure out what we have, what are we doing, what works, what doesn't work. And with the idea that we should be able to win these games, we should be able to beat Florida State and Toledo, and it ended up being a hell of a lot closer than we ever dreamed of. We get that. But I do think... You know, like 2018, it was they were trying to figure out Wimbush. Can he throw? Can he not throw? Let's make him throw. Let's make him throw. Okay, he, shit, he can't throw. So we got to find a new quarterback. Well, this year, we're going to get to the offense. I know I just referenced offense. We're going to get there. But defensively, Marcus Freeman was trying to see what he's got. Do, do we have the guys that can do what I want to do defensively? Or don't we? And he learned that what he's got. And I said it a bunch of times. We don't have the team to be playing a bunch of deep defensive backs. We just don't. We have the team to play four defensive linemen. And if you noticed on Saturday, we threw in some four linebackers. Yes. I think he's seeing what he's got now. And I expect the defense to keep rolling. Because the fact of the matter is we held Wisconsin to 4.6 yards per play. You're holding teams to four yards per play. That you're going to win football games. It's that simple. The the vaunted Wisconsin rushing attack. All they want to do is run the ball. I said that. All they want to do is run the ball. Make Burtz throw the ball. They want to run the ball. Cool. Two point eight yards per carry. You're not going to win with that. If you're Wisconsin, you're not going to win with that. Two point eight yards a carry. You you literally have to run the ball more times than you have downs to get a first down. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like 2.8 yards of carry just ain't going to cut it. So, what I had confidence in, our defensive line, shocker, dominated the game when Notre Dame's defense was on the field. We we just did. 
And then we put it on Mertz. And I said it in the preview. Mertz is not good. His statistics were not good. He didn't have a touchdown pass this year. Since that breakout Illinois game, he only had, uh, what was it, three or four touchdowns. And let me flip back. Where the hell is he at? Uh, this is bad. This is bad football. Uh, yeah, since the uh, Illinois game, four touchdowns to seven picks. That's just terrible. Well, let's update that. He's now got five touchdowns and 11 picks. Because against Notre Dame, he went for one touchdown. I hate that we gave up the one touchdown of his first touchdown of the year. But if he's going to throw four picks, two pick sixes, and fumble, I mean, we'll give you a touchdown. Like, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, 18 of 41, he was a 43% passer. I told you guys he was not good. He was not going to beat us. And the fact that, well, obviously Mertz beat out Cone, so Cone sucks. Well, again, I am i don't know Wisconsin like I know Notre Dame. I'm not going to claim that I do. I'm not going to pretend that I do. But my belief is that Cone got hurt. Mertz came in, had moments of looking good. He was a damn near five-star recruit. And Wisconsin decided we could bring this guy back for one year. That's Cone. We could bring him back for one year or... Ride with the young kid, let him develop, and let's get the ball moving. And that's what they did. They chose Mertz over Cone, not because Mertz at the time was the better quarterback, but because the future. I referenced it last. Same thing with like a Cone and Buckner situation, or Pine. We'll get to the Pine Cone situation. Uh, but Cone going down, you know, you look at the younger guys and you have to make an, an assessment. Wisconsin chose Mertz. Well played. Well played. He's not a good quarterback. He made us look great. In fact, he was so good against Notre Dame. He now has more touchdown passes to Notre Dame players than he does Wisconsin players. I think that's a fun stat. Like, you're way too many games into the season to have more touchdown passes to the opponent than you do your own team. But, <laughs> Whatever. But the defense was just great. I mean, the every, the defensive line, uh, Avendolola, strip sack, Foskey recovers it. Kaiser with the great read, pick six. White gets a pick six. Uh, Cam Hart read two plays perfectly, gets the interceptions. The craziest thing is if you told me that – Notre Dame was going to pick off Graham Mertz four times. He was going to only have 43% completion percentage. Uh, we're going to have two pick sixes. All this. And, oh, by the way, Kyle Hamilton's not really going to be involved in any of those things. I would have said you're crazy. There's no way. It's impossible. But Wisconsin made a point to avoid Kyle Hamilton. And you need those guys to step up. And God bless them because they did. They so did. Cam Hart looked great. I feel a lot better about Cam Hart being on the field. I never really had a problem with it because you didn't hear his name called, which is a good thing if you're a defensive back. Uh, like Usually when your name's getting called, it's because of the pass interference or you just got beat or whatever. But you know, Ham, Cam Hart stepped up, and we need him to because it seemed like they made a point to avoid Kyle Hamilton, which I would too. I mean, the guy's an animal. Why would you walk into that fire? Doesn't make any sense. So the guys that had to step up did. You know, we look at Kaiser and White. We lost linebackers left and right. Like we need somebody to step up. And there, there you go. There you, we have it. You know, so I was so impressed with the defense for a lot of reasons. Because uh, something that we're not, I haven't really seen talked about. You know, yeah, you want to talk about how great we played against Mertz and the four picks, we caused the fumble, you know, all the individual efforts, the entire defensive line, not just uh, Amendola with the strip sack, but Riley Mills and MTA and Foskey and the other Amendola. And all this, by the way, without Heinish. That's another thing. We didn't even have Heinish, and we still dominated because, again, I said it way back when, our D-line is our strength. Let's make it be the strength. 
don't tinker with it. Just put the four guys out there, and we go too deep on that on that position. Uh, that position. Let's rotate them. Let's get them. Let's put them in the game. They can all play. So, but the thing that's not getting talked about was all the points Wisconsin got were because they were pretty much in position to score points. It was nothing like I don't feel bad for the defense. The defense did everything they could. Our offense. And again, we're going to get there. Our offense left our defense in these situations. You're setting them up to fail. Wisconsin's first three points were on a 26-yard drive. They moved the ball 26 yards and went field goal range. That's that's unacceptable. you got to be able to move the ball offensively to make the other team work for their points. We're giving them points. The only touchdown drive Wisconsin had, they moved the ball a grand total of 56 yards. So they basically got the ball at midfield. Like, why? Oh, that's right, because we, we couldn't get out of our own fucking end zone, the shadow of our own end zone because of our offensive woes. Uh, then the other, the only other three points Wisconsin got, they moved the ball 30 yards. That's not okay. Like, that's not the de- the defense. That is not the defense's fault. You can't put that, I mean, obviously it goes against defense because they were on the field and they, I guess they had to stop them for nothing, which, again... It's Wisconsin, Power 5, Big 10. <clears throat> They're known to be a pretty good team, a tough out. So I wasn't expecting to pitch a shutout, although it looked like we might kind of be in that range for a long time. But when you give them a short field and let them move the ball 25, 30 yards for points, like that's a tough ask to, for any defense. And the fact that we went from whatever the hell the Florida State thing was, to almost losing to Toledo, to then only points we're giving up are because the team only had to move the ball 20, 30 yards. That's a a huge step. And again, I think it's because Freeman finally figured out what the hell he's got. And I was seeing it. I think he was, obviously he was too. But he's got to go through his process as the coach and defensive coordinator to know where we're at and guess be blessed that it was Florida State and it was Toledo because if we did that against Wisconsin or even Purdue those are probably losses but hey we're 4-0 so be happy you know so our defense just god they came to play and it's fun to watch it, it is at this point it's fun to watch you know the only gripe I'll have they did give up one big play of tight end, uh, pass the tight end over the top. Uh, that was just a good play by Wisconsin. They ended up with Kaiser on a tight end. It just Not that Kaiser's bad or anything. It's just uh, he's a linebacker, not a safety or you know DB. So that was a good play. And then it felt like towards the end, minus the big, huge pick sixes by Kaiser and White, which were fantastic. It felt like they were being a little soft. Just kind of, hey, we're up 11. And just kind of playing, to, like I always say, play to win the game. Try to put a team away. It felt like they were kind of dancing around that a little bit. But they're obviously still being aggressive. I mean, come on, two pick sixes. That's fantastic. And the defense, I, I hope Brian Kelly, I didn't even say this in the beginning. Congratulations, Brian Kelly. 106 wins, most wins in Notre Dame football history. Past the great New Rockney. And I know it's different. 106 wins versus 105, but Rockney accomplished a lot more in his 105 wins in terms of trophy case material. Um, but, you know, this is a different time of football. Uh, and we're, we're close. We're closer than we've been since Holtz, guys. Uh, be, be happy, you know, because we've seen the alternative. And I will take Brian Kelly and his 106 wins. And I I do feel like we have a chance to, to take that next step. And it is a kick in the sh- shorts, by the way. This re- Again, watch it for the change and try to keep up. I'm about to get through special teams and offense. But it is kind of a kick in the nuts that you look around and you see these teams that are down minus Alabama and probably Georgia. But you look around and you're like, the other teams just aren't impressive. And, well, God damn it, so is Notre Dame's not impressive either. It's like, it's so frustrating that we're right there. 
And there's right now we have a very glaring deficiency on one part of our team. And it sucks because I feel like if we had book, if we had last year's team and all these other teams were doing what they're doing, my confidence would be extremely high that we can do something postseason. But right now, yeah, it's it's cool. You know, outside of Alabama and Georgia, everyone else is playing pretty mediocre football, struggling with all these teams, including us. And that's the problem, including us. We have to acknowledge that. We can't just point fingers at all these other teams that are struggling. Uh, you have to... Who cares? It doesn't matter. We got to fix our own shit for all that to even be a, a point of reference. If they're struggling and we are struggling, it's all the same. Who cares? So, but... Brian Kelly, 106 wins. That's awesome. I I hope, because I feel like he, he at this rate, he's going to end up with uh, a, a statue or something of grand significance on campus, near the stadium, whatever it might be. I just want on that plaque to, to have a national championship tag with it. And if we continue to recruit and develop the way we have, and find new people for the offensive line, maybe. Um, I think our future is bright, and we we can do this. Like it's it's possible, guys. It's not it's not ridiculous to think about it, you know. But congratulations, to BK. That's awesome. He he had a he had a good time with it. But he even said it himself. You know, I'd be the winningest coach in Notre Dame history with no national championship, and that's what we're all here for. So the defense, he should be thanking the defense and special teams, which we're about to talk about, for why he got to 106 wins, at least for that particular one. So special teams. I'm not going to start with the obvious. I'm not going to start there. I'm actually start with the negative. Door missed the 39-yard field goal. But... We're going to circle back to this. He missed the 39-yard field goal, and he's got to be better because then he comes back and makes a 51-yard field goal. Huge. Huge. In a huge moment, too. It was late in the second quarter. It's a 3-0 game. He's already missed one field goal. He comes out for a 51-yarder and fucking drills it. We needed it. Oh, we needed that kick right there, and he comes up huge. Comes up huge. Then we got Kyron attempting return punts. Oh, thank Jesus. I don't, I don't know if we had this awakening, if Brian Kelly and Brian Polian listened to podcasts that nonstop talk about it, not just mine, but others, how we need to somehow take advantage of a return game because our offense sucks. So can we at least help them out by moving the ball after a kick of some kind of punt, a kickoff, anything? Return the damn ball. Then in the pregame show, I don't know if you guys saw this on Fox, but you know who was on there talking up Notre Dame and looking like a badass? The Rocket. Rakeem the Rocket Ismail was on the Fox Big Noon kickoff show. And it's like, I'm watching it going, is that an omen? I feel like that might be an omen. Like, come on. The Rocket, we're begging for kickoff returns and punt returns. Like, what are, what are the chances? You know, so what happens? Bramlett kicks a 73-yard punt. That was amazing. I'm not going to lie. Don't worry, guys. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. The 73-yard punt. Bramlett, you're my hero. Because I just said the points the defense gave up were should have been attributed to the offense for not moving the fucking ball anywhere. So, and Bramlett was trying his ass off to fucking flip the field. But when you're kicking from your own end zone, you can only kick it so far. And, well, goddamn it, he showed up and flipped the whole fucking field. And I was so excited. So, you know, we're looking for uh, something to happen. It's a back-and-forth game. We go to the fourth quarter. We're down three. It's like, this, this sucks, man. Like The fourth quarter just started, and we're like, are we going to win? Are we not going to win? It's, it's really, we're really not sure what's going to happen. It's very unclear. And then the greatest thing could ever happen happened. Wisconsin fans went nuts for this shit.
they were going nuts. They're doing their jump around because it's a, by the way, it's a neutral site game. They were going bananas, talking about jump around, you know, all that stuff. So then they kick off to Chris Tyree, and man, I don't know how else to say it. There's only one way to do this. That was insane. Insane. Shout out to House of Pain for making that song enjoyable for the rest of my life. (laughs) Number 25, kickoff, touchdown, what? I feel like I've seen that before. Hmm. Oh, I don't know, the rocket? It was wild, man. You put him on the pregame show, and then what do we do? Not only do we return it for a touchdown with number 25, but the timing of it was just, you couldn't have you couldn't have picked a better time. Like, you literally couldn't have. Like, do you want opening kickoff? Well, no. I mean, that would be nice. But the game looks so muddy. It's like, we're, we're down 13-10. What are we going to do? Offense looks so just fucking dog shit right now. Yeah, our defense is shutting them down, but if our offense doesn't move the ball, we're giving them free points. Ah, everything's going through your brain. And then, boom, Chris Tyree shows up. We're winning the game. Momentum, jump around, Notre Dame style. Because Wisconsin was not jumping around at all. They were sitting on their ass. They were very confused. And I love, I know you guys saw the story. Love, because, hey, I'm... I've been short my whole life. Maybe I got short man syndrome. I don't know. But I'm petty as fuck. I'll be petty all day. I I enjoy it. I love it. I live for it. And playing jump around in the Notre Dame locker room. Fantastic. A plus, A plus, A plus. And I'll tell you what. If every game we get little something petty to poke at the other team, whether it be a drum or a song or whatever. If it allows me to be petty and you know, I'll, I'll keep finding more music to play to poke at the opponent. Very enjoyable, you know. One week it's I don't want to work. I want to bang on the drum all day. Fast forward, jump around, jump around, jump up, jump up and get down. So, just what does Cincinnati have? They let's find out. Let's find out what they have besides an overrated team. We're not overrated for the American Athletic Conference, but it, unfortunately, I'm saying that as if Notre Dame is playing like Alabama or Georgia. We're not, and it's going to be a tough game. But our special team showed up to play. Here's the problem. I, I, I don't want to take away from everything I just said. I'm worried about Chris Tyree ever getting another chance to return a kickoff. They just saw what he could do. Now, if you, your kicker has the leg, they're just going to boot it out of the end zone and he's never going to get another chance. And that's today's football is what it is. But that was... Oh, I've never been so excited, man. Also, fun little nugget before I talk about the wonderment that is Notre Dame's offense. Uh, we outscored... Or, I say we. I'm talking like I'm, I'm on the defense and special teams now. Fuck the offense. The defense and special teams outscored the offense. The defense and special teams accounted for 21 points. Like, we the defense and special teams scored three touchdowns. The offense accounted for two touchdowns and two field goals. I guess offense scored four times, and then defense and special teams only scored three, but the three scores for the defense were more val- and special teams were more valuable than the three scores in the offense? That's a problem. But what is what it is. If we can get our defense to show up like that every week, then you know what? We just have to call it what it is. Take it. Take it for what it is. So, I, it's just that was mind-blowing to me. It was mind-blowing to me. But 
let's talk about the offense. Because while my favorite stat, well, I guess I had three favorites. You know, I thought it was pretty incredible that our defense, especially if not scored the offense, that was pretty fantastic little statistic. I did enjoy that Graham Mertz has more touchdown passes to Notre Dame players than his own Wisconsin Badger players. That was pretty cool. But my favorite stat, just to put in perspective how god-awful we are on offense, specifically the offensive line, who at 5'6", 155, I feel like I could do just a better job. I could be more in the way than our four-star, 300-whatever-pound dudes who can't block. I, I Put me out there. I will try my damnedest to do better. Because, and heads up, I don't give a shit that sacks are included in this. Even if sacks are included, this is embarrassing. Like, I... <sighs> we ran for nine yards, guys. We had nine yards rushing. That's not okay. I mean... Sure, the quarterbacks combined for negative 29 yards rushing. But again, okay, they ran for negative 29. Our running backs only ran for 39. The running backs together averaged not, not good, barely two yards a carry. Okay, so when you factor the whole team with the sacks, we ran for a grand total of 0.3 yards. Which, by the way, after the game, it was only three yards. I guess they they found some rushing yards. <laughs> they found some extra rushing yards. Good for them. Woo! Now we only have to run the ball like 75 times to get 10 yards. That's neat. Well, because it was .1 after the game. It was .1 yards per rush. So we only had to run the ball 100 times to get 10 yards. I don't know if that's good or not. I need someone to break down the numbers for me. I feel like it's bad. But... Is running the ball 100 times to gain 10 yards good? Huh. I'm going to say no, it's not. Dude, our our offensive line is not good, guys. It's so bad. It's so bad. The sacks, the, I mean, I could jump all over the place here just on different plays. The, the pine sack fumble where he gets lit up from behind. Tosh Baker literally went left, left the wide open lane to the right. Nobody blocks the guy. Then he gives him a little nudge to just to get him closer to pine to make sure he's absolutely going to get lit the fuck up from behind. Why do you think Cohen is out? And the answer is not because he isn't mobile. That's not the answer. He isn't mobile, and that's a problem. I get that. But the reason he's out is because he's just... Back there, left for dead. <laughs> the man is left for dead. And it doesn't help that we don't... We're not helping him either. You know? Like the first series of the game. I was already yelling at my TV. We get the ball first. We've been playing football for two minutes. And I'm just sitting there. What in the hell are we doing? I said it in the preview, guys, with our offense. I said it with Jack Cohn. You can't set him up to fail. So what do we do? First play, first series, run the ball. Well, that's already a, you already fucked up there. Good, good job. Now we have to throw the ball, and the other team knows it. Now, granted, we probably have to throw the ball every fucking play because we can't run the ball. But I would have liked to have come out and thrown the ball, get some yards, and then maybe sprinkle in a run every now and again. Not 30, whatever, what, fuck, 32 times. Like, that's, that's too much. That's too much running. Too much running. Stop. But first series of the game, guys, we go run for nothing. Sack. Empty set. Get nothing. And what I say about empty sets? Now, you might call me out, and please do. If I if I make a mistake, please do. On Twitter, at 5FootNothingPod. Shoot me an email. Send me a long-winded reason why I'm wrong. 5FootNothingPod at gmail.com. Bring it. But while you're doing that, also, like, give me, like, five stars Rate it, like it, share it with your friends. All that good stuff. But what I say about Cone and empty sets, that is doomed to fail. Why? Because he is not mobile. Our offensive line can't block. And it's obvious because it can't be any other thing. It's going to be a pass. So the D-line just lines up and says, it's go time. Go get the guy who can't move. The guy with cement shoes back there, go get him. And so the only way it's going to work is if we get rid of the ball quick. 
And why I say you call me out because I was wrong, I was wrong. I said every empty set would be a fail. It wasn't. There were some that he got rid of the ball quick. But that was also my caveat to that whole idea. You had to get rid of the ball quick. It was your only choice. If you have long developing plays, you're fucked. He is a sitting duck. He can't move. There's no There's no other option. He's throwing the ball. And we have an offensive line that can't block. And then, then we do other shit. We, we go down the field. I think it was the second drive. That's when miss, Dora missed the 39-yarder was our second drive. And I said we come back to this because I don't want to say it's his fault he missed. But we should have, he should have never been kicking a field goal. It's that simple. He should have never been kicking a field goal. We passed the ball six straight times. Got all the way down the red zone. What do we do? Run. I'm, I'm sorry? We, you just, you just saw we can't run the ball. Like, it was, everybody saw the highest rated uh, football game. And I think sporting event on Saturday was the Notre Dame Wisconsin game. Got the highest ratings. Like, every, a lot of people saw that we can't run the fucking ball. Then you go straight down the field, boom, 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 six straight times because we had to go the whole length of the field because we didn't move the ball at all on fucking offense and punt it back to Wisconsin. They already had the ball at goddamn midfield. So then when they put it back to us, we are back in our own fucking end zone, shouting our own goddamn goalpost because we can't move the fucking ball, but neither could they because we have a good defense. But, again, I short man, I'm going to get excited about shit. Maybe because I'm small. I don't know. Angry little man. <laughs> but we pass, 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 pass. Get all the way down there. Fucking run. What are you doing, Tommy Reese? Is your bingo board not filled in properly for you? I swear to God, this motherfucker's playing bingo up in the press box. That's what he's doing. He's like, oh, those, see those passes? Those are good. But check it out. If I go diagonal with this run up our own ass, I get bingo. I got got to hit all the marks. Run up their own ass. Check, check, check. Do it three times. So, but then I, right before we kick the field goal, one of my favorite plays, this was quite humorous. So, we're moving high, uh, up-tempo, moving down the field, pass, 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 everything looks good. We're, we're going to punch it in here, guys. Like, this is looking pretty good, you know, and then we start running the ball. Why, why'd you stop? Do what works. Who cares? Who cares if we throw the ball 50 times? Who cares? When, you don't have to run. There's no requirement. There's no. You're not going to get fired. You're not going to. There's no requirement that says you must run at least X. Like fuck that shit. Do what works. So we're trying to run the ball, which doesn't work. But we slow our whole process down. Then you get a situation where Jack Cohn. They all look to the sideline. He comes running up. He runs down both left tackle all the way to the right tackle. I don't know. It says whatever audible. Audible link to something. Comes back. Takes a look at the defense. Looks back over at the sideline. Runs back to the offensive line. Audible, audible, audible. Then you know, you know what the play was? Who remembers the play? Shout it out when you know it. Like fucking uh, my cousin Vinny. Go ahead. Shout it out when you know it. We ran to the right for negative two yards. That was that was our big grand Double audible play. Look at their defense. You better audible to this. I, If you're going to run the ball, it doesn't matter what you audible to and change the fucking play to. They can't block shit. Nobody's blocking. So it doesn't matter. Audible left, right, up your own ass. It don't matter. Nobody's blocking. The play's not going anywhere. We average .3 yards per carry. Our running backs average point or two point, like think eight or six or whatever between the two of them. I don't care. You can audible 17 more times. Unless you change to a pass play, it's going nowhere. Like, that was... Looked fantastic. It looked like we knew what the fuck we were doing. It looked like Peyton Manning out there trying to... Hey, go here. Do that. You know, if it was a run, it was a waste of your time. <laughs> like, save your breath. It wasn't worth the effort. <laughs> I mean, you might as well have just... Hey, uh, we're going to try to run. We're going to try to run. It's going to go nowhere. It's going to go nowhere. We got, all right, hey. Oh, look, they changed their defense. We're going to try to run. We're going to try to run. It's going to go nowhere. I'm going to save us all the trouble and take a knee. That's what you should have done. If that was your play, take two steps back, take a knee. Accomplishes the same goal. Nobody gets hurt. I feel like, I mean, am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that's not a better idea. <laughs> like, 
Our deep offensive line is so bad. And we're trying to fucking run. I did enjoy the drive of 15 plays and 46 yards. That was the highlight. 15 plays, 46 yards. How's it even possible? Like, the, the, math, the math will make your head hurt. I don't know. How do you average three yards a play and get points? Because we did. Because we did. <laughs> we we ran 15 plays and didn't even move half the field. And that's when Dor came up with his 51-yard field goal because he's a badass. Like that's, imp- that's impressive. That that does impress me. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty impressed. Like 15 plays and, and only 46 yards? You think a 15-play drive should cover, oh, I don't know, the field plus another like 30 yards? Should be a 130 yard drive. Nope, not us. Not us. And then we just don't take shots. I don't get it. Big interception. Hart makes a huge interception. Next play. First play, three yard out. Next play. Interception negated by penalty. Thank God. That was a bad pass. Then we run the ball. Stop running the ball. Then what do we do? The thing we should have done on play one, we took a shot with Kevin Austin. You know what happened? Touchdown. Oh, God damn it. You're kidding me. What? We threw the ball down the field and it was a touchdown? Something good happened? Yeah, we got to take shots, guys. And that was a great catch by Austin. I was worried it might get overturned just because he didn't, like, complete the process to the ground. But the end zone is different like that. He crossed the plane with possession. Touchdown. You know, that's it. I, Kevin Austin can play. Yeah, last week was an anomaly. He's not going to drop the, the, that many passes the rest of the season. Let's just let's get through the, that through our heads. Guy can play. Let him have a couple drops. The one guy that had another drop today was Len, or today uh, Saturday was Lindsey. He's got to figure that out. I know that was a question about him, his hands, but he's got. He didn't have. It wasn't a huge play like it was against Purdue, but he's got to make those catches. You know, but we we gotta take shots. They they do count for something. I know they missed a pass interference on Lindsay. I still love the play call. Go back to it. You know, Cone has the arm to take those shots. So, and I'm gonna spend the last little bit here talking about our pine cone situation. So, nothing was happening offensively. Cone gets sacked again, gets hurt. Now Pine comes in. And he looked a little mobile. I mean, he's not Buckner, but he's obviously not Cohen. He's kind of in the middle. But he looks super confident throwing the ball. Now, is that because he didn't have any predisposed, like in his head where he's going with the ball and he's just seeing what's open? Because that's fine with me. If he's just seeing what's there, who cares who it is, why it is, how it is? You know, just, and he looked confident. I mean, he's so confident that he busted out the Conor McGregor strut after the touchdown pass. I mean, if that's not a level of confidence, I don't know what is. You know? And then you get, yeah, he gets hit with the, and fumbles, but that's on Tosh Baker. That's not Drew Pine's fault. The guy came completely untouched. I don't care how quick your read is or drop back. That's a fail. I don't care who's back there. Even I don't even think Lamar Jackson could escape that. The guy literally came from the defensive end position untouched and just blew up Drew Pine. That's not Drew Pine's fault. You know, the only gripe I'll have again is before the double pick sixes, we did. We were up 11, like, play to win the game, try to put them away. Let Pine do something. Let's see what Pine can do. I mean, Cohn obviously has his limitations. He can throw when he's got time, and that's part of the problem. I think some of these underthrows from Cone aren't so much about his arm or anything. He's losing his mind. Like, I'm going to throw this ball before I get sacked, and he's rushing the throw and not, you know, he's not in proper form. And is that his fault? I don't think so. Anything on the quarterback this season is the offensive line's fault. 99% of the time. So I, I want to see what Pine can do, and we're playing fucking patty cake. You know, play to win the game. Put a team away, especially when everybody and their grandmothers watching the fucking game. It's against Wisconsin. Put them away. Play to win the game. You know, so going forward, we got pine cones. We got Buckner with a hamstring. 
Like what? What's what's the move here? And it looks like if Cone's healthy, he's playing, right? And I don't disagree with that. Uh, I do disagree with the play calling once he's in there. That's the issue. It's not so much Cone himself. Having said that, though, you do need to mix in uh, a Buckner or Pine. If Pine's able to make the passes that apparently Buckner can't because they don't allow him to or call plays for that to be a thing, but he's a little more mobile, maybe Pine's a better option. And it's not a knock on Cone. Again, I have no problem with Jack Cone. I'm not going to cut him down. It's an offensive line problem. And unfortunately, because it's an offensive line problem, you have to plan around that idea. And Cone just doesn't allow you to do certain things because of his lack of mobility. Because he's got cement shoes on, that creates a challenge. So we have to factor that in. But on top of that, he can't move to begin with. And if he's got a bum ankle... I, I don't know what you're expecting. And you know Cincinnati wants to bring it. Supposedly their defense is their strength. And I'm going to do a, a, a Cincy preview hopefully soon. I, I don't know when. I'm going to get that out. I got uh, your your favorite Pinto baseball team, the Fighting Irish, take the field tonight. Uh, I got stuff tomorrow. So I, I'm probably a Thursday night thing. But Cincinnati's defense is good. And I don't know if it's as good as Wisconsin. I'm not going to say anything like that. But the fact of the matter is, Toledo made us look bad. Purdue made us look bad on the offensive line. So I, I'm going to say Cincinnati, who's currently a top 10 team, whether you agree or disagree with that, they're living off of what they accomplished so far last year and so on. Let them have it. But I feel like that's going to be an issue. So for the quarterback position... We got to combat that. Don't be shocked if, if Cone is healthy enough and Buckner's hammy's good. Fuck it, play all three of them. Because this is not a situation where you're trying to figure out uh, who's the better quarterback. I think they all equally have value. The problem is our offensive line limits some of their potential, it limits Jack Cone's potential. It makes Buckner a run specialist and not a passer. It our offensive line is now becoming a the focal point in the worst possible fucking way for our offense. They are the focal point because they are so bad. So now you have to design your entire offense around how bad they are and how to cover it up. And it's mind boggling because you got a bunch of four star dudes out there minus Kane Madden, who by the way, I guess apologies for propping him up and saying he's an All-American and this, that, and the other because he's not that good. Uh, it is what it is. He's not that good. The rest of the guys that were recruited out of high school for Notre Dame, they're all four-star dudes. I need reasons. I need to, I need to understand why you suck at what you do. It's got to be better. There's no, there's no alternative. And I'm not saying, oh, it's got to be better because, you know, it's decent, but, like, no. No, it's it's so bad. There's it can't get worse. It can't. So I'm anxious to see what we come out with against Cincinnati. From a quarterback position, from an offensive play calling position, you know, uh, Tommy Reese, stop playing fucking bingo. Just I don't care what boxes you need to check off and fill in and get your bingo card all ready to go. Do what works. Play to win the game. If passing works, throw the ball. I don't care how many times it takes. And we got to make the plays when, when they're there. Uh, they Another team, Wisconsin, Purdue did it. Now Wisconsin did it. Mayer was, you know, pretty much taken out of the game, guys. I mean, go go look at the stats. I mean, I, the stats don't lie, do they? Uh, I He had seven catches, but only 60 yards. Is like eight yards a catch, and so he, yeah, he's there. What and he had a, he had a nice catch up the seam uh, that was big. But we need to do more with him. But make him a decoy because I'm sorry, eight yards a catch, these stupid drag routes and stuff. Eventually, the 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 reason he caught seven balls is they're gonna let you have that that short of the first down marker. Like they're gonna let you have that and then just tag. Hope they tackle him, but. 
if we send him down the field, that leaves them to make a decision between Mayer and Austin, Lindsey, Avery Davis, who stepped up uh, this season. But I don't know. I just I want to see more creativity from our offense. That's what I need to see uh, against Cincinnati. You know, so we'll see. But in conclusion, we're four zero. Brian Kelly has one hundred and six wins. That's awesome. Defense, special special teams showing signs of life, and it's fan fucking tastic. Defense getting all their stuff together, looking fantastic. Offense, I have no idea. So. Hey, I enjoyed the game, not going to lie. Statistically, offensively, not awesome. 41-13 looks nice on the scoreboard, but let's be real. uh, We still have work to get done if we want to go where we all want to go. You know, so on to the next one. It's Cincinnati, guys. Let's see what happens. But uh, I will be back later this week for a Cincinnati preview. So kind of go over that. But, uh, you know, thank you all for listening. Thank you for the new followers. I mean, my Irish car bombs are getting some love. And I'll keep doing my traditional one. Yeah, just to be clear, I just do one. Like, I, don't, I don't keep doing it throughout the game. Uh, somebody asked me about that. Like, no, I, I do one. It's just a thing. It's a tradition. We just do one. It kicks off the game. I'll have a couple beers throughout, but nothing nothing insane. I'm not pounding Irish car bombs after every touchdown or anything like that. I do want to make it through the game and remember what happened. But uh, thank you all, and preview coming later this week. Irish car bombs with potentially some special guests on the Irish car bomb. To be determined. But thank you all. Please like, like it, five stars, share it. Subscribe so you get notifications when I put out some new stuff. Thank you all. At 5 for Nothing Pod on Twitter. I will see you there. So for this episode, 5 for Nothing, 100 Nothing, out.